What's good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Pro and Bro Wrestling Podcast. We are your host. I'm Arnold Talaga-Arda. And I am the Suntan Superman, Mr. No Days Off, season two, three already on of Pro and Bro Wrestling. Arnold, what's the deal? I want to say we're still on season two because this is our, still our second year, man. But, you know, it feels like we've been doing this in a good way. I don't mean this in a bad way. I feel like we've been doing this for like three years, don't you think? Yeah. I feel Maybe like it's from a, all the places I've moved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it feels like three years. Yeah, man. I mean, it's good to hear myself talk and get in this therapy session because that's what it's all about. A therapy session with my bro. This is super, super fun for us because we haven't done an, an episode like this before. We've always talked about doing something like this early in the beginning of the show. We're like, hey, you know, some episode, some episodes we should play games. And I think this is a game that I'm really, really excited about because as we know, as wrestling fans, entrance music or theme music is really, really important to a wrestler's character and also to the wrestler's performance. You know, you got to have a music that amps you up and that gets you ready, but at the same time, um, makes the fans feel a certain way when you come out. I figured today it would be fun to talk about our favorite top five entrance music and also our top five that we think is an underrated entrance music and okay. i also want to quiz you on some music to, to see if you know who it is what do you think oh that sounds great uh i definitely want to uh knock out the quizzing uh, i think i i think i got this i got this in the bag who was your most memorable um wrestlers who had the best theme music I mean, I think our answers will be kind of similar on some of them. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels, you know, like Shawn Michaels, Heartbreak, Heartbreak Kid. Uh, the evolution of that theme song uh, started off with uh, like Scary Sherry, you know, so. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. I remember uh, first, you know, I, first time I saw Shawn was 95 and then I I uh, watched like an old video from Blockbuster of him, I think probably 94, mm -hmm. 93, when he first came out as a Heartbreak Kid and Sherry was singing it. And I was like, wait a minute. There was like yeah. a, an older version of this? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about Sherry, hearing stories about her, like she was just well loved. You know, she was, she was a pioneer when it came to women's wrestling and women's entertainment. Uh, but Shawn Michaels theme, you know, I, at 37, going to be 38 November 2nd, I still hum it. Uh, I still hum it out. And I still have moments, even at 37, where, uh, and I've been on that kick where I just listen to a bunch of wrestling theme songs, you know. It happens every, it probably happens for me every couple of years, not all the time. But every couple of years, I just like, I just... I just rock out to all the theme songs and Shawn Michaels is probably, probably number one for me. I mean, playing, playing with action figures, that's what would be my theme song, you know, to, for some of the uh, guys coming to the ring, you know, that's how I would always do it. I, I remember playing with action figures and like humming the wrestlers themes, you know? Absolutely, man. Well, I think our list um, is looking identical right now because also my top one is Shawn Michaels um you you know you know this about me I am a big Shawn Michaels fan favorite wrestler of all time and one of the reasons why 
I gravitated towards him is because I wanted to be like him, man. Like he was just the coolest dude. He had so much swagger, especially 96, 97, 98. Um, I wanted to have long hair, you know? Um, and he just, I don't know, man. He just, he just gives off, especially in his entrance music. He seems like a real person, just like his performance as a wrestler. He makes it real. You know, not only is it selling top notch, but his character work is top notch as well because when that music hits and Shawn Michaels comes out, you don't think of like, oh, gimmick Isaac Yankum DDS coming out as a dentist, <laughs> you know? You just see a guy that, you know, that this is his nine to five and he goes in, it clocks in, wrestles guys, um, bigger guys, and, you know, uh, who does his best and then clocks out. You believe him as a person and I feel that music of just you know just a sexy boy and it just it has so much swagger and I, be, I can't do it anymore but as a kid i knew his every move going into the ring like the way he would go to the rope <laughs> and does a little bit of that and then he goes in he does that i, I like i i nailed it down to a t i can't do it anymore but i, I used to nail it down to a t so <laughs> i can Michaels, do I'm sure i can do the entrance i can <laughs> do the cell yes uh, I can do the, you know, at the end of the match when he's like Superman, the fire up, get the people yeah. rocking and rolling. I still, I still mirror that. And I've done it so much that it's like embedded in me. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've seen some recent footage uh, of Shawn Michaels. I forget where I had seen it from. Uh, like he's got a like stretching routine. Uh, I saw that. I saw that. You on saw YouTube. that? yeah oh okay good yeah yeah i'm glad we're on the same page with that but i'm like man i'm glad at his age that he's got a routine even yeah. for me 19 years doing this i have a routine and knock on wood you know i'm not hurt or anything but he yeah. you know it's all for for me it's for preventative you know measures so i'm not beat up or hurt when my career is ultimately complete so yeah. uh yeah i'm glad that someone like Shawn michaels has a regimen i'd love to see him back in the ring though don't we all don't we all, man? Who's your number two? I'd have to say Razor Ramon. Ooh, uh, yes. It's just like, you know, you just hear it. You just hear it. And I wanted to do this, uh, uh, doing the themes, you know. I wish we yeah. could play, play them uh, so we could vibe out to it. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but Scott Hall, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Yes, absolutely. So, like, for me, at, uh, and eventually I'll post it on Twitter, uh, I'll make a confession. I'll make the confession here on Pro and Bro Wrestling, uh, but I'll definitely make it on social media about how I've been on a kick with, uh, with uh, Chris Jericho's theme song from AEW, and I literally have it playing going into the gym, and I, like, as it's playing, you know how Jericho does his entrance, dun, 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 he just... He's just looking around, just looking around at the crowd. And that's exactly what I do in the gym. As soon as I walk in, I'm just, <laughs> the music's playing in my ear. Judas in, Judas in my mind. And I had that slow walk uh, to the uh, cardio section, you know. So uh, same thing with Scott Hall. Um, I had that swag. Uh, and I say that that's how I like to be going to the airport. I don't like rushing. I, I like being to the airport a little bit early so I can just like have that walk in the airport because I know, yeah. look at me, all eyes on it's me, baby. Walk. 
Yes, yes, bro. I, I'm very, I'm very smooth, you know, so people can look and be like, wow, that's somebody. I don't know who it is, but it's somebody. Uh, so I like to have that Razor Ramon uh, swag. Uh, this is something I've always thought about. Don't you think that they use Razor Ramon's entrance theme as a sample for Stone Cold's entrance theme? Hear me out. This is how Razor sounds like. It goes, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. And all Austin has is the glass shatter. Dun, 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 dun. It's the same thing. Like, listen yeah. to after this, listen to Raven and listen to Austin. It's the same thing. Well, Jim Johnson, uh, probably the creator of all these theme songs, he's a, uh, he's a masterpiece. You know, he's created yeah. some iconic themes, man. Uh, so, yeah. that And you got to have something that, for me, I can't, I've had something upbeat uh, in the past with WWE, but I need something that I can walk out to, something I, I can feel, you know, like we, how we thought about this episode was um, how you uh, just loved my theme song, No Days Off, and uh, yeah, man, you know, I've listened to it enough where like our recent New Japan Pro Wrestling show, they were like, testing the music and they were really testing mine a lot and uh before the crowd came in you hear it loud ellie coliseum and like when they were testing my music they tested it like twice and like the first time they did it i got like chills throughout my entire body like wow like the bass and like you know i don't walk out fast anymore like no that's not me I, I like to have that slow approach. Uh, I like to mirror the great Muda. You watch him, he's slow, 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 and then he's explosive. I mentioned it on the podcast. So, yeah, we need something to uh, rock out to, something that gets us fired up. And you said that uh, it's one of your all-time favorites. <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not just saying that because you're here, but uh, I swear, man, like, when I hear your song, it jumped to, like, my number two favorite because... Yeah. When I listen to it, I feel like I'm watching like a trailer of an inspirational football movie, you know, where like the underdog team who's been losing <laughs> the whole season, got a new coach. I don't know. I just, I just get that vibe in my head. And like, you know, they're, uh, the coach is like pumping them up to win the championship. And I love that how it goes, oh, 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 oh. I think that part gets me even before the rap verse starts. It already sets the mood. And I kind of like how you have the the whole like it's time to go to work like type of thing. It kind of reminds me of back of the rock's music when he keeps on going. The rock says, "The rock, the rock." You know, constantly have your voice throughout. That's really cool. That's well, my voice isn't throughout, but <clears throat> it's in the beginning, and yeah. that's exactly where. That's why we're bros, man. That's exactly where I stole it from. You smell what the rock is cooking, yeah. and then his shit hits. You know, yeah. for me, I need it. I say it all the time, you know, if I'm lost, I, I go right back to that. It's time to yeah. go to work. It's time to go to work, you know, and that's something that like can um, everyone can respond to. You know, we all have a grind and hustle and Mr. No Days Off for me isn't a gimmick. It's a way of life, you know, constant grind, stressful, uh, struggle and hustle. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's for everyone to a uh, mirror, you know, you, uh, your beautiful white heart. Everyone's doing it. No days mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Um, so definitely in the future, we can have uh, the creator um, of, of No Days Off 
uh, actually the the person who sings it is actually Tarver. Yeah. Uh, uh, Iron Mike Tarver from the Nexus. Uh, he did all of the lyrics, man, and, and, and it really hits home, you know. Uh, it starts off, um, been, uh, uh, some of the verses are, been through enough hells, heard enough bells, been in many rings, I survived many things. I came out and then proceeded to change the game. I will circle, I will circle in the ring and it, and it won't remain the same, you know? So it's just like something that really hits home, you know? So yeah, I love it. I love it. Did you kind of give him bullet points of what you want him to hit or certain phrases yeah. that you want him to hit? Exactly. Certain phrases and, uh, and all that stuff. And he, he was able to create some magic and I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, like like I said before, it's my number two favorite. It has the same swagger. It gives you the same, like, pumped-up feeling. You feel good about it as as you're going to the ring. It's really cool, man. Um, so, so far, it feels like we have the same list, right? Shawn Michaels, your entrance theme. Who's third for you? Oh, no, sorry. Yours is Razor. My bad. So yeah. yours is Shawn Michaels, Razor, and for me is Shawn Michaels, you. And are you saying your third one is you? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, no. I was just saying I, that's how this whole episode kind of came about, about oh. how, uh, how the last time we talked, you were really loving my new thing. Yes, song. yes, you're right. And yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. yeah, you know, we should definitely do an episode, uh, you know, on our favorites. Yeah. Okay. So who's, with that said, who's your third favorite? I'd have to say Dave Batista for me. Oh, uh, good one. Dan, 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 dan. For me, it's just like he's got that swag to it, and then he hits it at the right time with the pyro, uh, and then his music kicks kicks on. Um, I love it. I love it. He um, he's got swag to it. He's got he doesn't come out too fast, too slow. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say Dave Batista. Yeah, and I like you said, his pyro is really cool, and uh, you like that part, but I like the the, the machine gun. The, 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 oh the, yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah. That's that's yeah, different. That whole, yeah, it's that whole that whole routine. I love it. I love it. He's got so much attitude with it. Yeah, and do you remember um, his last prime run in WWE as a heel before he went away uh, for the first time? Uh, he kind of had that music, but he had the the spotlight effect to it. You, like when he became like super Hollywood, so the yes. arena will be black and it'll just be a spotlight on him as he's walking towards the ring. That, that played a cool effect. Yeah, what he didn't have any theme song then? He did. He did. He still had the same theme song, but now he's like big time, you know? So yeah. he had the shades and then everyone is just dark and literally just one spotlight on him as he's walking towards the ring. Yeah, no, definitely. I just, you know, uh, uh, just the attitude behind it, you know. Uh, yeah. he, he, um, uh, he, he's like a more relaxed um, ultimate warrior, you know. So true. true. Uh, You're right. Yeah, n number three, Dave Batista. So for me, number three, Degeneration X. You, oh yeah. You know, you they get you with the first three words. Whole are you ready? Bump bump. It has a kind of slow build to it. And then goes the breakdown. Dun, 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 dun. I remember the first time I heard it in 98 was um, the first time they came out to it actually on Raw with Ravishing Rick Rude, Hunter, and China. And I, I believe they debuted that music the night after Sean, after the Montreal screw job. 
And the first time we actually heard it, um, it, Sean wasn't even in the entrance. At first, it was Ravishing Rick Rude, Hunter, and China coming out to the DX music. And I remember, I don't know, maybe Jim Ross or Michael Cole was like, oh, like, I don't know if they even like addressed the music. But anyways, those three came out and they introduced Sean as the new world champion. And then they hit the same music again. And in Sean's promo, he mentioned like, oh, you know, D-Generation X has friends in the music business or something like that, mm -hmm. so, you know, acknowledging that they have a new song. And I remember thinking like, man, that is a perfect song for them because at this point, Shawn Michaels is no longer the baby face, like, you know, like jolly wrestler and Hunter's also no more, he's not the blue blood anymore. So I felt like this music sets the tone for their new characters. And um, man, it's just, it's just really good. Like, I, I really loved it. And I, I enjoyed the Titantron too, because it would flash to a Titantron in real time. Titantron in real time. And what's crazy, even with the whole- Do, the do we see that? Um, do we see that a lot in, anymore? Do we see that a lot with any characters? I, I can't think of any. You know, I don't think they, they do that, but they, uh, the only thing that I could think of that's somewhat close to that is, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, Mandy Rose, when she comes out, it's not really, it's not really that, but they put like a filter on her as she's mm. coming out. It's like, it's a different filter. So maybe that's the closest thing to it. But I think it's just crazy because back in 98, man, the, the name D-Generation X were rebels, right? They were the young rebels, Generation X. And now they're the Gen Z's. Gen Z's, they're old, you know? <laughs> Gen Z, like Generation X feels such a long time ago. Now they're like, you know, they're up there with baby boomers to them. <laughs> but at the time, man, Generation X was like, the rebels right like late 90s sean was like 32 at the time younger than me wow. younger than you <laughs> wow. it's crazy man and hunter was like what 27 at the time man isn't that nuts mm. they're babies yeah yeah that's you know uh yeah that's one theme song that uh i i love to hear live too you know yeah. um, any of the big wrestlemanias that's another favorite part of mine like who's gonna like play someone's theme song out live you know whoever created it. uh so that theme song i believe at wrestlemania 13 uh uh austin sean with tyson as the special enforcer yeah i think, yeah. I, I, I think dx came out to the the creators of it you know mm -hmm. Uh, even Triple H's theme by Motorhead, anytime he came out to uh, them playing, it's always really cool to see it played live. Yeah, really, really cool. I and um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think they're they were the first ones to do it, right? Um, ninety eight. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, yeah, they might have been. I think. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's an interesting. Um, that's an interesting fact. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Because then afterwards, like you said, Triple H, Motorhead, Ronda Rousey came out with her live music. Um, forgot the artist's name, but uh, yeah, uh, that was a really cool entrance. And um, yeah, I think at that time, like wrestlers didn't really have, like WrestleMania 14 and prior, wrestlers didn't really have crazy unique entrances, you know? They still would come out like it's their match on Raw, like nothing would be too different, you know? um besides maybe their gear but yeah that was that was special um so who's your fourth 
Uh, I'm going to have to say Big Papa Pump, uh, Scott Steiner. Uh, Caller, if you hear me. And it yeah, wasn't it Siren? Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, back, back in WCW, even when he came back to WWE, uh, he just had so much swag with it. Uh, he's always posing. He's always checking his biceps. And yeah, the Siren, man, really really and i think probably even up until my early teens i think i played with the action figures yeah uh, me and, too. and and it's like i would use like those theme songs that i would hear like 98 he 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 was definitely using it uh so yeah that's something that would definitely definitely get me hyped uh you know speaking of action figures when i was a kid i would actually use my laptop and have the laptop screen as their Titantron entrance, and I would get a black construction paper, cover up the keyboard, so you know they had their own like little huge WrestleMania entrance, and of course I had the ring and everything. But yeah, that was well, those I, good times. Shoot, uh, I guess I was poor then. I didn't Stop have it. a laptop to <laughs> uh, you to, <laughs> to, to 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 use as a Titantron. <laughs> Or you could have used a TV. That that works, right? A little bit. Yeah. Um, but we mentioned Scott Steiner. You know, his nephew um, is one of. Sorry to get sidetracked, but no, his did. nephew, his nephew sounds just like him. You know, yeah. he looks like his dad, Rick Steiner. He sounds like his uncle. If I was a writer, I'd let him go off script. And just like his, uh, just like his uncle Scott's son, I'd have him go off script, say whatever he wants, bleep his stuff out, and he's gonna be he he's gonna be higher than Austin. He's a, yeah. he's, he's healthy. He's healthy. He's young. He just he just stopped playing football uh, less than a year ago, maybe, uh, and now he's now he's doing his thing with NXT. So yeah, he's definitely he's definitely got a ton of potential. He does, man. And uh, I'm not sure why WWE is not capitalizing on the Steiner name, you know, um, but who knows? Like, yeah, I think the reason why is like because um, they want to um, they want to own the name. You know what I mean? You know, you get built up, you get built up so much that like you can you can you can venture off somewhere else, you know, and become a bigger star. So, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, it's very weird that some people can keep their name and some people um, uh, have to go by their uh, name. But yeah, it's it, yeah. it's crazy. I don't like it. Yeah, me neither, man. Um, my fourth would have to be don't turn your back on the wolf pack. <laughs> Red and black attack. I, I love yeah. that. That's so much swagger. With yeah. P-Dog walking out, Kevin Nash uh luger kurt henning macho man man that was that was some good times uh uh virgil uh uh yeah virgil was in it virgil was in the wolf pack oh i'm sorry he was in the nwo yeah he was in nwo <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna say man, sorry, i remember yeah. seeing him there uh yeah, but yeah. yeah i just love how it starts too with the oh dun 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 it's yeah. very, um, very late 90s gangster rap, you know? And I remember, like, Kevin Nash during an interview saying, at that time, man, he's, like, saying, man, at that time, I was, or my early 40s, 
but I was dressing up like Tupac because at that time, um, you know, like West Coast gangster music was really in and I wanted to capitalize on that. And he's out here hanging out, partying with Ray Mysterio, Conan, and he just got into the culture. And so he would wear the band, the Tupac bandana. And yeah, I mean, he pulled it off, man. He, you know, he, he acted the part. And yeah, that music had a lot of swagger. I loved it. Now that you mention all that, if like the wrestling industry had a school, he would have to be professor. He would have to be. He would have to be one of the professors because his mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people, people start wrestling and they want to just wrestle. You know, they want to just do the moves and all that yeah. stuff. They want to yeah. flip. And all that stuff's important. But not to toot my own horn, if you go watch my stuff back from New Japan that I've been doing, mm. for me, it's my best uh, storytelling 101 at its best. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like the love, the, the pace, you know? Uh, Scott Hall is one of the best when it comes to story, you know? Yeah. What, you know, what kind of, what's, um, what's popular nowadays, you know, that I can kind of steal from and paraphrase and make it my own, you know, and he's one of the best, man. He's one of the best. I know I've mentioned it on our podcast about how anytime I'm at a convention with him, we're both running over to one another to just show each other so much love. So yeah, yeah. He, he, if wrestling had a, a university, he'd have to be a professor. Uh, speaking of coaches, did you happen to watch uh, Seth Rollins on the Broken Skull sessions? No, no, I didn't. Uh, it was really interesting because he told the story about um, one time when he was about to go into WWE. So he got an offer from TNA. And at that time, Terry Taylor was in charge of talent relations. And um, so he, TNA gave him the first offer. And then he was kind of like, yeah, it's, you know, it's better than what I'm making now. But then um, later on, WWE also gave him an offer. Well, actually, no, um, he was waiting on WWE's response. So while Terry Taylor from TNA Wrestling was kind of like, hey, man, uh, sign the contract. Like, but um, at the whole time, the whole time stuff was holding out because he was waiting for WWE's response. And um, to make a long story short, WWE responded, and then he signed with WWE. Um, but later on, while he was training with WWE, Terry Taylor got signed to WWE as a coach. And Seth was like saying that he had heat with Terry because he feels like Terry was still holding a grudge of the time that he left them hanging during the TNA signing. And during Terry's class, um, he said that Terry still thought of old school wrestling, still the same old mindset. And Seth told Stone Cold that I would constantly give him a hard time, but not out of like hatred or anger. I just thought what he was teaching was outdated. So he would say things and I would say things like, but why? Like, well, why, why would you, like, you know, little things like that. He always questioned everything Terry suggested. And it got to the point that I guess Triple H saw it. And this is before NXT champion Seth Rollins Triple H relationship. Triple H pulled Seth aside. And Triple H is like, hey, listen, um, you have to play ball. Like, you have to be a part of this team. To be honest with you, I don't see anything special in you. So if you're gonna wow. if you're gonna continue to do this, you might as well just leave. And Seth was like, oh crap, I might lose my WWE opportunity, you know, over this. So I might I might uh I might 
I might just have to suck it up and like do things his way. But then he he remembered what Dusty told him and that Dusty said, hey, don't listen to any of that. Just be yourself, like be yourself, but find ways, like find moments to be yourself. Try to work around what they're telling you, but still don't lose what makes you, you. So that's what he did, you know? And I just thought, I just thought that was a really fun story that Seth told. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's spot on. He's spot on with that. All the parties, you know, Triple yeah. H, Terry, Dusty. Um, you know, Terry Taylor and Triple H, you know, they go way back. Yeah, WCW, that's what that's too. You know? Yeah. You know, they go way back when he was uh, the uh, terrorizing. You know, he was new in WCW. And Terry Taylor was someone who was, who was, in it you know wow. and uh terry took him under his wing and you know you don't forget people that treated you at the bottom you know because someday yeah. you're going to see them at the top and that's how i live my life you know mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm very happy with my position i didn't burn any any bridges or anything like that so yeah, yeah that's yeah that's pretty that's a pretty cool story you know mm-hmm. i was lucky enough to be under dr tom pritchard norman smiley billy kidman um, Dusty, those those were the coaches for me in developmental, and uh, soon after uh, they were, you know, with Seth too. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that said, who is your fifth favorite? I'd have to say Kurt Angle. Ah, I love it. Was he's one? He's my favorite wrestler, and uh, just uh, the base. I had the opportunity to, and I'll never forget to, uh, back in the day when I was an extra with WWE, I got to carry his medals uh, mm. several times, you know, mm-hmm. and they were his real medals. And were they? Wow. Yeah, they were his real medals. And he said that, uh, I remember him saying that I want him to hold it because I trust him. <laughs> uh, and I'll never forget that, man. So just being able to come out to his music, the, the place would be erupt man yeah he erupt and the the chance you suck i remember it like it was yesterday when uh him and sean michaels were feuding i know we've talked about it on the podcast and uh leading up to it the week before wrestlemania um that's when sean michaels was dressed up as the cameraman yeah and sean uh kurt angle was doing his invitational challenge and the guy that came out to a uh, challenge kurt was covered up Kurt thought it was Shawn Michaels. He, you know, he took the guy's hood off and like he started jaw jacking. And as Kurt was jaw jacking with uh, the local that was in the ring, Shawn Michaels was in the ring as a camera guy and he started taking off his stuff and, you know, boom, 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 boom. It was just chaos. And yeah, his theme song, uh, I just always a big fan, always a big fan, rock the building. Uh, speaking of Kurt Angle, I was listening to his last episode on his podcast, and they went over him and Conrad Thompson talked about his feud with Shawn Michaels. And I've been listening. I I've been listening to that too. If, great, huh? I've been listening. I've been listening. If I if I've been listening to anything, uh, it's it's been uh, Kurt Angle and Conrad. And one of the funny moments that I thought was pretty funny was uh, I think Conrad asked him like, "Oh, um, at that time, like." I feel like Sean was hanging on to his long hair, like his long hair kind of overstayed the, his welcome, huh? Because he was already like balding. And Uncle Angle was like, 
yeah, at that I felt really bad. You know, I thought like Sean should have shaved his head at the time, and I felt um, he was hanging on to that long hair for his dear life. But you know, I understand that it was part of his character. Uh, I just thought that was funny. But um, as a as a Kurt Angle fan, did you like it when Kurt Angle went to ECW and became the wrestling machine? And I don't know if you noticed this, but to take him more seriously, his entrance music they took out the the you suck part so fans can't chant along with that so it would just be the other parts uh did you also like that version yeah i loved all the versions all the versions when he was in the ecw uh just his intensity and that's something that like if i don't train the way i train i wouldn't be able to uh perform as good as i do now with, yeah. with new japan uh so you got to have that intensity especially if you're going 20 minutes hard like at the end, like 19 minutes, 20 minutes over, you still have to, you have to have even more intensity. So when I train, I, I, um, I train at 140. Yeah. So when I get, so when I get in the ring, it's easy. I can play in the mm-hmm. ring. I can improvise. I can, I can just have fun, you know? So yeah. conditioning is key. So Kurt Angle, when he's just firing up, when he comes to the ring and the music is just playing and the people are chanting, you suck. Ah. The, the place is rocking. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. Uh, for me, it would have to be my last favorite is uh, the Usos' first music. Not the one right now, but when they would do their tribal dance and it goes to the yeah. rap part where it goes, I won't stop. I don't know the words, but I just feel like it has a nice, like, chill flow to it. And, you know, you kind of, like, get to groove a little bit when yeah. you walk to the ring. And I love it, man. It kind of gives me this. I, I feel like if I were to be a wrestler, I would have, I would want that kind of music coming into the ring too. You know, something, uh, so a music that can help me get amped up, but also, you know, have a little swagger at the same time. Yeah, just just the evolution of those guys, you know, uh, has been incredible. Um, them, them being with Roman Reigns and uh, Paul Heyman, I just love it. You know, I love yeah. Roman's theme now. You know? Yeah, me too. How, it's like it's got that for me. It's got that rock feel, that really heel rock rock yep. theme, but slow. You know, you need mm-hmm. something slow. Imagine if, imagine if he came out to Don't the Clown. You know, you know, come on, yeah, you can't come out to that. You know, but yeah, the evolution of the Usos. That's that's definitely a dynamite pick. Yeah, absolutely, man. So those are our top five. Um, I know I didn't talk to you about this before, but I have a top five, my personal top five music that's underrated. That I'm sure if you're a fan of the Attitude Era or just a wrestling, a long time wrestling fan in general, these music will resonate with you. It will create flashbacks of some type of memories for you, but they're not quote unquote main eventers. Uh, For me, a really good entrance music that I thought this person had was um the first one is Dilo Brown. You're looking at the real deal. Yes, yes, yes. I, I love this music. Um yeah that should have yeah that should have been on the list man that should have definitely been on the list. I mean I just with this uh it was just there's so many great themes you know yeah. what I mean uh Dilo Brown is definitely definitely underrated. Like the rap part was so good too. Like little lines like uh, "back to back, your ass is dead meat." Here's your receipt. 
There's like things like that. But at the time, I didn't get what that meant. But now I know it's a wrestling term, the whole receipt part. But man, I remember when he first came out as a solo um, superstar, when he broke out of the nation domination, I was like, damn, this is a, he's a really great worker. You know, at that time, I didn't know what to label him as. Like, you know, I didn't even know what the term worker was. But I just, I love him going for the, the IC title. I love him going for the European title. And um, he was losing weight at that time. Yes. Like he was yes. like slimming down. He just had the, he took off the chest pad. And, um, you know, he was doing really, really good. And at that time, I thought when he, what slowed his momentum was when he started partnering with one of the headbangers, you know? Uh, even though I did like the look, I appreciated the change. Um, I think uh, Dilo didn't need that because I felt like he was already doing pretty good by himself. And yeah, man, like that music pumps me up. I like it. And I don't know if you've ever met Dilo, but he's a big dude, man. He's like- yeah, bigger, I know. I, no, I mean, like, I mean, he's big, yeah. Uh, he's big, of course, now. But like height-wise, you know oh, what I height mean? height-wise, okay. And even just backstage, he still has that Ford, like that Ford lean, you know? Yeah. Like that Ford lean, man. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's got, I mean, it's very, it's very toned down when he's backstage, but yeah. he's got that, he, I mean, he's still got that swag. Yeah. Um, and like you said, so, solid worker, you know, I'm not anyone to judge. I never, I, you know, I see the best in everyone. You know, the first wrestler I ever met was Louis Spicoli, mm. uh, who, who, who was, uh, I believe, Zip with the body donnas remember oh, back in the day wow uh, yeah uh louis spicoli he was like the first wrestler i ever met and i showed him unbelievable respect mm. uh yeah so i used yeah. to love Dilo's leg drop when he goes yeah and he drops the leg that was fun yeah. i don't know what that meant but it was great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, whatever it was, when like he lowered the boom, it wasn't nothing that that um that that looked hokey, you know. Yeah. He put on the show and then he dropped that leg quick. He mm -hmm. snapped into it. That's mm -hmm. something I love to do. Like if uh, you know, Minoru Suzuki was the last wrestler I uh, wrestled. I was dropping legs and stomping yeah. on hands, you know. So you got to put a snap into it, and D'Lo yeah. always did it. And um, someone who also does a unique leg drop is also X-Pac, right? He does that little quick boom. Well, like, he'll, like, he might deliver something, a guy falls, and then he'll hit the ropes real quick, and then he'll, like, almost like a baseball slide yep. and do that. I can do that with no problem. And it looks vicious. Uh, yeah, yeah, I used to, I used to love that. Yeah. X-Pac and D-Low leg drops. Yeah. Um, another one for me that's underrated is... I'm an ass man, bump bump. Yes, I'm oh, an yeah. ass man, bump bump. Uh, you know, no disrespect to Billy. Like I mean this in a good way because I looked up to Shawn Michaels, but to me it felt like um a version of Shawn Michaels' sexy boy, right? Because mm. Billy, like, he said it himself, like he felt like he wanted to be the bigger version of Shawn Michaels. Um, he copied Shawn Michaels in a lot of ways with the swagger, like you know when he would wear those crop tops. Um, the way he cut off his shirts and little things when he would wait for his opponent. He'll be on the ring post like this with his leg up. That's a Shawn Michaels thing. Um, so yeah, that music kind of gave him the attitude to walk out and kind of like dance like a little bit, just like Shawn. <laughs> and, yeah, and when Shawn was out of the business in 98, Billy replaced them for me. Like I was like, all right, Billy's my guy now. You know, like he's um, not as, in my opinion, not as cool as Shawn, 
but you know he had the long hair he had the little like flamboyant like you know like ladies love him type of swagger so i was like all right cool i'll rock with billy now no pun intended <laughs> but uh yeah billy i love that music man and i enjoyed his feud with ken shamrock with big boss man it kind of reminded me of Shawn michaels feud for the ic title with jeff jarrett when he was a come you know coming up to, in the business yeah. And yeah, I, I enjoyed him with Road Dog, but I, I did enjoy him by himself. And I thought I was really excited that he won the 1999 King of the Ring. But he jokes around about it now that uh, he feels like WWE doesn't acknowledge him as much as King of the Ring. Because every no, time they, have not a at all. they would leave Billy out. <laughs> but yeah, man, he, he was great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one, I think it's so smart this entrance music uh not a lot of people remember this but you remember this one test this is a test test oh yeah this is a test yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's clever yeah. right his name was test yeah. and i felt like that was the perfect theme music for him perfect you know again you gotta walk out to your own beat and yeah that's definitely definitely an underrated one and you can just for some reason, like these themes that you're mentioning, I feel like I was humming them out when I was like playing with my action. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it was just easy to uh, uh, just emulate. Yeah. And man, Tess had a good run too, a great singles run, a great run with the, the Stephanie Triple H storyline. I love them. He was a great worker. The fans were behind him. I just felt like in the, during the Attitude Era, top to bottom everyone was over you know whether yeah. it's beginning of the night like you know beginning of the card till the main event everyone cared about everyone's match from you know al snow versus mick foley all the way to the triple threat with rock austin taker or whatever like every match people cared about which is really such a unique time in wrestling um but, yeah, but, but for me now in 2021 to be really over and to really evolve, to have the audience, mm -hmm. you hear me? Have the audience mm -hmm. sing your theme, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's like, you that's, made it. That's, that's never been done until I believe Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, man. Shawn Michaels, I've heard the people, I think overseas, uh, I remember, did you see that clip the one NXT time UK? overseas? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. And, and I have that saved in my favorites because, again, uh, he, he's still our favorites, you know. So yeah. just to hear people sing your song back. So I hope yeah. and the goal, the goal is for people to sing my song, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, yeah. To, to play it enough and, and to people to, to get behind it. Again, you know, um, you got you to gotta try, you know what I mean? You got to... Mm -hmm. It, um, if you don't try, you won't know. But like Shawn Michaels thing, Chris Jericho's new yes. thing, uh, CM Punk, uh, had they sung his theme song? Uh, yeah, I think I hear some people like it goes to. I've seen some people singing it. Look in my eyes, what do you? Yeah, sing? but not as loud as Chris Jericho's. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they, he he doesn't even need to come out to it. You know. Yeah. He, it, that's that's what like just blows my mind about how how good he is you know yeah. so when you watch him man uh when you watch him I'm, I, I say to myself man 
I want to be like him, you know what I mean? Yeah. In my own way. I want to work hard just like him, you know? he He's in these other projects and stuff like that. I want to do the same thing, you know? I want to have that swag, that confidence, that OG confidence coming to the ring. And that's yeah. what I do, man. That's what I do. Like, I, you know, like I said, I've mentioned it in interviews. I'm like the Black Randy Orton, you know what I mean? But I do it myself, that slow approach, getting into yeah. the ring, you know, mm -hmm. just getting into the ring like an old man. But, like, as soon as I get in the ring, as soon as I start moving, I'm just, like, lightning fast, you know? Like, yep. you know, it's just, like, uh, I just love it. <laughs> um, another one for me that was really memorable is we actually had him as a guest. Uh, but it goes like this. <laughs> yes yes once yes. once you hear that man everyone knows that it's party time i forget where i saw but uh yeah that was i think he mentioned something about like like he, he would always be on earlier in the show or something like that and he said it would be the loudest pop of the night yes you know what yeah. i mean the loudest pop of the night and he, he said he didn't do much you know uh, he said he got that pop twice every night because um the music hits big pop he comes out no hose um he gets booed and he's like all right all right come <laughs> on out and then second pop the second pop of the night it's great that's that's another guy that if there was a wrestling university he should be there you know what i mean yeah, yeah. You, so you have so you have you have scott hall and you have the godfather oh uh, man godfather so much knowledge the evolution yeah so much knowledge and the evolution how to stay uh current you know what i mean and that's 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 very key you know and like 19 years i get it now you know starting off you know you just like the pedal is on the gas and you're yeah. just going, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the evolution of the Godfather, the evolution of Chris Jericho, you know? Um, yeah, these guys have been around so long that you got to keep it fresh. Absolutely, man. It's so true. And he's just, he's just such a, he's such an artist, you know, with everything that he does, like all the little things that he puts into his character and he does his own makeup for Papa, Shang yeah. Papa Shango. It's, it's really cool um okay the last one for me he only used it maybe twice in his career but it's the rock with method man oh i i've heard that before yes yes yeah i i love that when it, i love method man's verse i think it was like oh finally the rock has come back laying down the smack on your monkey crab candy coated ass or something oh like that. Yeah. yeah so good man so good i think he used it twice um and we were so happy, like me and my friend Jay, when he came out to it, maybe raw. I was like, "Oh yes, that's a new music." And I even back then, I knew that wasn't gonna be permanent. It was probably just gonna be like a one-time thing to promote the Volume Four or something like that uh, album. But yeah, that was that was such a good song, man. Yeah, you know, uh, I, you know, at first I was gonna postpone this particular episode because. Uh, when you said that you were gonna quiz me, I thought you were going to quiz me by like actually playing the songs. Uh, but I don't know if with copyright issues, if that would have been an issue, but I didn't prepare myself because I wanted to actually like, like play the song. I don't know how I would have done that. <laughs> uh, may maybe through my uh, Alexa. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, uh, to actually play the song and like hear it out and just we just listen to it for a little bit. But yeah, I the, think what we're doing, huh? So like after this, we get we'll get to the quiz part. But I feel like what you had in mind just then that's too easy for you. Like if I were to actually play the song, I think you'll get it right away. What makes this is what makes this challenging for the quiz part? I think is the the part where I don't play the song, I'll hum it. And based oh, okay. on the humming, on base of the melody, you have to figure out what it is. Okay, so we haven't done the quiz yet? Not yet. Okay, all right, cool. Okay, so um, what did I say? Okay, the rock. Okay, so that's my top five underrated uh, entrance theme. So now we'll get to the quiz part, okay? I'm gonna uh, okay. buy music, and you have to <laughs> guess what it is, okay? Uh, okay. Some, yeah. of, some of these are hard, some of them really easy. Okay. Yeah. First one. Owen Hart. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Good job, man. That was his uh, music as the King of Hearts, right? Yep. WrestleMania 10, opening yeah. match, you know. Uh, the beginning. Doom. Yeah, you know, Woo! <laughs> yeah. I love that man. So good. I that's one of the songs that would like hum all the time too as a kid. Like bringing yes. acne figures to the ring. My own. Yeah, oh my figure. goodness! Oh, so good. Exactly, right? Yeah, that's exactly one of the themes. Yes, yes. I would always hum. Oh, I wish I. I he he's one wrestler. I wish I would have met. I've mentioned it on here. Yeah. Him and Yoko Zuna, him and Yoko are two wrestlers I wish I would have met. Well, now AEW is doing that Owen tournament, which is really cool, right? Yeah. Yes, really awesome. yes. Um, okay, here's another one. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Um, let me, let me, okay, here's the beginning. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was gonna say like what you were humming before before yeah. you stopped. I was gonna say Vader. Yeah, man, I love this music too, man. Yep, yep. Kind of has like yep. a missed, mountain guy. I missed that. I was gonna change my change my answers, but yeah, uh, he actually had two good themes: WCW and uh, WWF. Um, if you listen to his WCW theme when he was feuding with Ric Flair and. And Ron Simmons, and mm. he would come out with, with this. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he did that in WWE no. or WWF, no. but WCW, he would do that and come out with that thing, like the shoulder pads with the mask, and he would put it on the ground, and then he would look at it, and yeah. he would like, he would do like that, and then yeah. like there would smoke come Coming out. With the helmet, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like uh, his WCW was almost like. Yeah, it was very like, like it was <laughs> I love it. Very, yeah, very scary, very scary. So, so good. Uh, both things of Vader were good. I love that, man. Okay, so far you're doing great. <laughs> Third one. Um, bum, 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 Sound familiar? 
took my tongue. You got this. Come on. Come on. Man. <laughs> it does sound familiar uh, though, right? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't get it. Okay, give up. Yeah. Sting! Oh, Sting, the dark Sting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I couldn't get that. Mm -mm. I uh, couldn't get that. Yeah, that was dark Sting. Yep, like his, the first version of the dark Sting, WCW yeah. arcade. Yeah, if you would have done the, wait, didn't you like the blonde Sting or the dark Sting? Dark Sting. Yeah, I like the blonde Sting. Now, nah, if you would have hummed his, his blonde, his blondness, I think that would have worked. Okay, yeah, yeah um okay this isn't this isn't part of the tr trivia but uh i always thought that wcw did a pretty good job capturing the feeling of hulk hogan's i'm a real american right because uh it wasn't it wasn't the same don't get me wrong it wasn't equal to like uh i am a real american but WC wcw's version was he's american man He's American man. And like, you know, like he still had that upbeat good guy vibe to it, but not like, yeah, I agree. Not as, <laughs> as WWF, but they did a pretty good job doing the bootleg version of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, fourth one. Oh, uh, uh. Uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yes, yes, yeah. blue blood. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, man. Yeah, so that's like three for one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how many, I'm trying to look, like one. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, fourth one. Disco fever, disco fever. Oh, come on, that's easy. Disco fever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Disco inferno? Yeah. Oh my goodness, come on. It's, it, if, if I can't get that, then I'm not a fan. Right, right. I'm not a fan, but Disco Inferno, come on, that's easy, bro. Okay, okay. Uh, how about this one? Okay, so that was four. Was that four? Let me see. One, two. I feel that was five, but if you got more. Okay, I got one. It's not really uh, the, this is only the first part of the song. Da -da 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 what? Oh, Al Snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Al Snow, man. Come on. That was good, yeah. man. As a kid, I didn't I love understand it. it. I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I didn't understand it as a kid. I was like, why would everyone want to? Wait, you didn't understand it? I understood it. Not me. I, I thought yeah. he literally was referring to his head mannequin. You know? Yeah. I, at that time, I was like, I didn't know the term, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew it was something not right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Did you hear though? Like even back then, uh, 
uh, Al Snow, like 98, the WWF, like Jack Specific actually took out his action figures because it had the, it had the head. <laughs> uh, All right, man. So you, you yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember when Al Snow at a trial years ago said, uh, that you're not going to get anywhere in wrestling by just being big. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He told me that, but it was almost like, um, he didn't, he didn't appreciate my work. Mm. Uh, but I was very big, you know, I see, meaning I see. that, that he thought I was just a big guy that didn't want it. You know, I was I just a big guy, you know, so I proved him wrong. Didn't yeah. I? Yeah. You, you did. never forget. You never forget, you know, uh, I won't forget things that people said to me. Yeah. Um, I heard stories of Johnny Gargano saying that Buff Bagwell talked to his dad and said, your son will never make it in the wrestling business. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And at that time, like, he was just starting out, you know. Um, yeah, they worked at a house show. I mean, they worked, like, an indie show together. And, like, Marcus Bagwell talked to, said that to Johnny Gargano's dad, like, he'll never make it. And, wow. yeah, and Johnny said it in a, on a WWE documentary, so... There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, me, like, I just keep my comments to myself, you know? Yeah. All right, man. So you passed. Before we wrap it up, on the top of your head, I would love to test my knowledge. So if you have any songs that you want to quiz me on, I want to see if I can get it. Even just one. Just give me one. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. You better, you're going to make a oh. big mistake. Dun, dun, oh, dun, God. Dun, 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 dun. You better run. You're going to make a big mistake. I can't run. Oh, wait, wait. Today is going to be your judgment day. Oh. Dun, dun. Biker Taker? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. All right. What was it? Did I give you? Because I don't even know if that's how the lyrics were. No, right, yeah. But, yeah. but judgment, album. something, something judgment day? Yeah. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. That was a hard yeah. one, man, because he had three songs. The American Badass, and then the Rollin', Rollin', Rollin'. Oh, yeah, you would have gotten that. The Rollin', Rollin', Rollin'. Yeah, you're right. The yeah. one that you just sang, that was his last third, his last one as uh, the American Badass. Ooh, yeah. Proud of myself for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you should be, because uh, you should be. Because, well, I'm pretty good at imitating stuff. Uh, yeah, you so, are. Yeah, I'm proud of myself that you got it. Yeah. Um, what uh what what should I do another one? Okay, let's do another one. Um dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect, man. Yeah, yep, yep. The first Mr. time Perfect. I um, saw Mr. Perfect was when he had that feud with Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And at that time, you know, as a nine-year-old, I didn't know that he used to be a wrestler until they played a flashback of him wrestling when he was supposed to have that match against Hunter on Raw. And that was supposed to be his comeback match. And of course, that turned out to be a screw job for Wild Man Mark Marrow. 
But I remember, <laughs> like, as a kid, when I thought this whole thing was a shoot, I remember like, man, like, since his name is Mr. Perfect, that that means during his wrestling days, he never lost. Like, he never lost a match because he must have had a perfect record, you know? So, um, yeah, that was cool. Good one. That was yeah. a good one, man. Oh, that was a good one? Oh, yeah. good. Um, I was trying to think of another one for you. Um, Oh, come on. That's <laughs> well, you were doing it kind of fast, though. How, did, how does it go? How does the tempo go? I think it was like... Oh, <laughs> you're right. You did it better. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't Got know. It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. That's good. I'm glad I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, All right, you got one last one. You got one for me. Uh, okay. yeah, this is fun. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. You'll probably have to cut this. This um, uh, this delay. Uh, That's all right. <laughs> I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. Uh. ECW, but he came over to WWE. Oh, Taz. Uh, I gave it away. <laughs> that was yeah. good, though. That was, you're right. When he had the whole 13 thing. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Steiner had the siren, right? Uh, yeah. but, he, but he had the heartbeat. Dun, you're dun, right. Dun, you're right. Dun, 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 when he made his debut with Kurt Angle, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was just off the top of my head. That's that all good. I knew the first, first five seconds. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Taz. Uh, this is this is the last one, and I think you'll get it. Okay. Not trying to be like anybody. Dun, 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 what to be? Dun, dun, not trying to be like anybody. Dun, 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 Cause I'm with the mind, with the mind. My time, my time, my time is on. My time, my time. What is that? What was that? Triple H is like, like old, like. Yeah, his first solo after DX. Yeah, his first, yeah, yeah, I remember that. With China? Yeah. Good job, man. It goes, uh, yeah. you're going to start with a, you want some this song? Da -na 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 -na. Yeah. 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 Wow. So it's like funny, like, like these theme songs have an opening, but I didn't realize it, uh, that that's, uh, well, after doing this for so long and being an artist and being a performer, yeah. that's why I wanted the, you know, it's time to go to work, you know? Yeah. Everyone can read everyone can relate to that and then when yeah. people hear that 
they know that's me coming out, you know? Yeah. So yeah, you know, you gotta have that hook in the beginning, you know what I mean? Because it was a fact the- for a while when, like, I think The Rock was the first one to do it, but then after that, people just started using it. Uh, I like Owen Hart, man, the whole, like, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Like, when he was in the yeah. Nation Domination, and yeah. the whole, like, I'm not a nugget, like, in the middle yeah. of his song. So, um, yeah. yeah, a lot of people use that um, platform. Yes, you know, it's so important to hook the people. You, you got, the first five seconds, you got to hook them, and, uh, yeah. A lot of these theme songs do it, including mine. Yeah, especially yours, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, man, this has been such a fun game. Like, I, you know, me and my friend would always do this, like, as when we were kids. Oh, Mike? who's this? Hey, who's that? And we just, like, helmet and try to get it. Um, Who, Mike? My friend Jay, the one that you met. Oh, Oh, the one that's married that I like? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, So, um. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's been such a fun game. You did really good. I feel like we're in the same. You did too. Level, yep. You know, to our fandom, to our wrestling fandom. You know our. No, re- not not really. You're the professor. You always know a little bit more. You you definitely bring it. Ah, uh, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching. Um, let me know what you guys like about this podcast. And with that said. Hey, baby, block the hate and salute the great Arnold Telegaard to never forget and always remember, baby.